You're right. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying you don't know me. I'm just saying you're talking to the public and making me sound like an asshole. And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative of the Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I've never done this by Zoom before, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who hides coughs with farts. It's Mark. Hi, Carumba. Yikes. Still terrible, Mark. Still hate the catchphrases. Uh, one of them's going to land. One <laughs> of them's going to land. You also stole it directly from my introductions on the Patcast, I'll have you know. Uh, yeah, um... <laughs> No comment. Most of our listeners don't know that, but you stole it directly <laughs> exactly. from me. I'm just being I'm just being crazy and aloof over here, and you're trying to just <laughs> cast dispersions. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, uh, we pulled an audible. Uh, we didn't watch what was next on the list. Uh, we picked a different Jake pick because Jake put in the chat, guys, colon, emergency. A few days ago, and, and then uh, a little, and then a little emoji. Yeah, siren emoji. That's true. Uh, and then we watched twenty uh, twenties. The host, not the host, just host. No. God damn it, twenty twenty important distinction. Host, yeah. The uh, recently released Zoom movie, Zoom horror movie on Shutter. Uh, Jake, yeah, we're gonna have to get into why this happened, but uh, we'll dive yep. into that uh, real soon. And fair warning on this one: when we do, we're gonna spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And while it is a fairly predictable movie, it's like brand new, so that still matters a fair little bit. So, fair warning on that. So, Jack, just to be clear, we were not supposed to watch the 2013 Sir Sharonin joint. <laughs> no, nor were we supposed to watch the uh, the original Korean monster movie called The Host, or one of okay, the other it, three movies called The Host. Uh, yeah, so we, we also weren't weren't supposed to watch the other movie from 2020 called The Host that came out in 2020, or that came out in January? <laughs> no, not that one. And we also weren't again. supposed to watch the David Hyde Pierce one called The Host that came out a while once ago about again. a dinner party? You are always supposed to watch David Hyde Pierce vehicles. Once again, all of those are the host. So you had one job to do, and that was just call it host. Well, I did poorly, okay? What do you want from yeah. me? <laughs> and hey, we've got a Patreon, but we are not where your money should be going right now. All of our Patreon proceeds are currently going to Feeding America. And if you can, please consider donating to a worthy cause. Blacklivesmatters.carrd.co remains a good place to get some links of worthy causes opposing the racial injustice that continues to plague this country. Uh, but if you need a little escapism right now, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for the next little bit. So now it's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jack. What are your beers for the 2020 movie Host? My beer for the 2020 movie Host is an Oakshire beer, actually. Oakshire is from Eugene, Oregon. Uh, I don't get a chance to drink much Oakshire here in Boise, but I got my hands on some quite recently, earlier this week. Uh, this is a seasonal release of theirs called No Ghosts. And I'm gonna pour some of this. The well, listeners it's the exact opposite it. of what this movie's about. No, yeah. no, it's not. They actually name checked that they didn't bring a ghost in. They brought uh, a demon. They were potentially looking for ghost spirits, and that's quite what did they, they did make not that get. distinction? I thought they, they never really straight were straight up name checked that. That's a direct quote from the movie. So here's <laughs> my beer. Look at how green that fucking thing is. That kinda looks like when you're really dehydrated and you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's too green for that. Mine's never quite looked like that. The can's actually pretty sweet too. This is a this is a direct 
Ghostbusters reference, basically. It's a fruited sour. I'm interested to try it. I like it. Pretty solid. Mark, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? I got two. Uh, this is a bit of a hard movie to beer if you're not going on a beer journey where you can basically pick up whatever thing you find on an 800-mile-long road trip. Jake. <laughs> I have no idea uh, what you're talking about, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got two. One is from Boulder, Colorado, Upslope, Upslope Brewing does an experimental IPA series. Uh, they just call it their experimental IPA. This is a experimental movie, certainly. Um, and so, I mean, we've seen Unfriended before. It's a very similar uh, concept to that one. But you don't see <laughs> you a lot of these out there that are based entirely on uh, conference call technology, essentially. The yeah. other one, um, fun fact about me, this is probably, I think arguably, I'd go out on a limb and say this. This is my favorite beer out there. I'm drinking a Union Jesus. Jack IPA from Firestone. Um this is set because in the UK, in shot in the UK. So you got an experimental <laughs> movie from the UK, Union Jack. <laughs> Did I nail it? That's, I think I nailed it. Pretty sure I nailed pretty it. American in the UK. I'm uh, I'm riding that local train uh, this week. I am drinking a beer by the Laughing Dog Brewing Company here in Idaho. It's not precisely Boise, but it's pretty close. I am drinking a beer that is called Seven B Hazy IPA. Um, I think the 7B on here actually refers to Bonner County here in Idaho, but this movie has seven people on this Zoom call, and the Australian guy refers to all of them as uh, with a B word that I don't like to refer to women as anymore. So there are seven Bs in this movie, and uh, it's perfect. You don't like to, so you just refer to them as the abbreviation for it anyway. Yeah, like that, uh, like that, like that well, show. I knew you're gonna. Don't trust go the there. B in Apartment Twenty Three. Yeah, that Dream a Walker. I played. I played right into that. <laughs> it's a good show. I hate it. Uh, either way, I haven't had it before. Jake, have you ever seen this thing before? The can Aren't is like there? barely no. anything on it. That's a what? That's a laughing dog. Laughing dog, man. Seven B huh. hazy. I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, technically, there Jack, are six friends. I, I do- yeah, and I was the, gonna say uh, there's there's five bees and one psychic and Teddy. Uh, yeah, but I'd call him a bee too because he's a dick and a demon. <laughs> he's a bee. I'd call him a bee because he's a D. <laughs> exactly, precisely. But oh yeah, hey, that's true. There is also a demon. That's a that's a fair point. So really, there's eight. Fuck yeah. you. No, it's perfect. It's seven. And you're forgetting seven all the background family members. <laughs> I couldn't get all the way to Butte County with my beer selection, Mark. <laughs> I'm stuck in Bonner. Or Boundary, I'm stuck a few away from Butte. Either way, um, drinking beers and watching the horror movie Host isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last couple of weeks here. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world, so let's dive into what's been rocking our horror world, starting, of course, with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears Bets. Let's cue that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, I want to go first here. I've got uh, two to talk about, two to pay up um, this week. Uh, Jake, you talked about the Meg a couple of weeks ago. I think we tied to lose for Jaws. And so we had to watch this Jason Statham vehicle, but also a little bit of a Rain Wilson vehicle, also a little bit of Cliff Curtis. I wouldn't say it's a Cliff Curtis vehicle, but the gentleman is in it. Um, This Ruby Rose, right? Isn't she in this? What's that? Ruby Rose, isn't that? Yeah, Ruby Rose is very much in this. She has bonkers hair in this movie. Love her. Uh, This movie is 
a fucking blast to just get absolutely obliterated and toss on. It is a movie about a giant prehistoric shark that isn't prehistoric because it exists presently in the fiction of this movie. Uh, I had a ton of fun watching it. It is available to rent on Amazon Prime. I there, There's a lot more... Based on how the movie goes, you don't expect that they're going to give you the full-odd shot of Jason Statham going one-on-one with a 70-foot shark, and they give you a pretty extended sequence of that. So that is a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a set-piece movie, which I like. It is a set-piece movie. Which yeah. I, big action set-pieces, like, it's not super typical in the horror genre. And while I'd say it's not this typical is at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But I would say that while this is more of an action horror movie than a horror action movie, uh, I liked the just here's a set piece. Now here's a set piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this here's movie, another set piece. Okay, here's an, another set piece. This movie is built on interesting set pieces that you can't think about for more than a quarter of a second, or they immediately crumble. And from to be clear, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I don't sp- plan to spend any of my time thinking at all when I watch this movie again <laughs> in the future. <laughs> yeah, ton of ton of fun, and I do yeah. plan on watching it again. It was a ton of fun. Oh yeah, it's an easy throw uh, on. I, I'd like to not have to pay for it. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, that wasn't great. That Come wasn't on, great. Netflix. Let's go. Uh, the other one that I managed to watch was uh, I lost the Quiet Place uh, with somebody with one of you jabronis. Mark, did a I lose Quiet Place? The uh, Quiet Place. The a What's some quiet place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, did I lose with you? Uh, no, that was you and Jake. All right, and we had to watch. Oh, what'd you pick? Uh, I chose Don't Breathe. Okay, I guess that's what I'll watch too. Uh, because I never really, I've seen bits and pieces of Don't Breathe, but I never gave it the start to finish watch all the way through treatment before. Uh-huh. Um, I think both of you have seen this movie before, if I'm not mistaken. No, I, I have. haven't. Oh, I okay. Haven't. Jake hasn't. Okay. I hadn't seen either of the movies that tied for what we could watch, so I'm down. Okay, cool. Uh, well, then I won't go too much into what this movie is. I mean, it's about, it's like a reverse home invasion, right? This is burglars... a spoilery section anyway. Yeah. Burglars, uh, burglars break into a guy's house. They pick the wrong victim. He's a blind veteran and fucks with him. Shit goes weird. Yeah. There was some way more disturbing shit in this movie than I was expecting there to be, or that I remembered there being. Um... Uh, <laughs> And uh, that was threw me a little bit off guard, but all in all, you know what you're getting with this movie. I enjoyed it. It's pretty good. Um, this is another one you can't think too much about, or it how, very much breaks down. <laughs> how did you watch it? Because I have to do this. Still. Uh, three ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Fuck. God and there might I didn't look this one. I just searched for directly on Prime, so it might be free mm. somewhere. I don't know. Um, good. Good sleuthing. Yeah, I did. It did a pretty good job. Anyway, that is all I've got to talk about in Lost Beers for Fears. Either of you guys got any? Oh yeah, you know. We lose a lot of bets lately, you know? That, the There's breaks. been a lot of ties going around. We've all been losing bets. Yeah, well. Yeah, I and I'm some... still like 12 losses ahead of both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, so. you I are. Have some choice thoughts. Yeah, you have some work to do, Jack. You'll get there. You'll get caught up, bud. Uh, <laughs> well, Mark, I realize now we have a cheat listener where we keep track of all of this. And I'm realizing that Mark has paid up for one that I have now paid up for. And I'm not sure we watched the same movie. You watched The Fog, didn't you, for the change? I did. Okay, I didn't. I watched Friday the 13th, and I'll tell you why. I'm actually interested as to, like, what that poll was. what the, Like, why you chose the three options that you chose for us to potentially have to watch. But considering how busy things have been this recent few weeks of the summer i needed to throw something on that i know and have seen so i could kind of half pay attention being honest here um and friday the 13th is a hard movie to not pay attention to because it's quite fun and classic i found out um i would say that i paid like 75 percent attention to it but having seen the movie a few times you know when 
the cues are kind of letting you know that you should probably turn an eye to the screen. This was the original Friday the 13th? 1980, buddy. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. We've all seen it. I mean, that movie really holds up. It's a classic, unmitigated, one of the legends of the slasher genre. I enjoy going back to it any time that I can, so I guess this is my yearly viewing. Um, Like I said, I didn't give it my full attention, but it's hard to kind of ignore. Why did it get on the list? Uh, so this was for us losing the Changeling, uh, yes, which also came out in 1980, and the Fog oh, also you came out in 1980. And uh, the one that didn't win was the Inferno, which is still pretty high on my list. Um, yeah. Also came out in 1980. So, like you said, um, kind of accidentally throwing to me earlier, I watched the Fog, uh, which I had never actually seen before. I uh, s- sadly have seen the remake, um, but <laughs> not the John Carpenter original. Um, this is a fantastic so- movie. It's it's a very good movie. It's de- it's a very solid ghost story through and through. Um, has some pretty incredible scenes in it that um, that kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't really expecting that type of stuff to happen. And obviously, you got early John Carpenter. You have early Jamie Lee Curtis um, and Janet Lee co-starring mother daughter pair. Boom. Um, so there's a lot of fun stuff in this. The thing I will remember about this movie though is it is loud. There's I mean. There's so much just noise happening all the time. And I know they did that on purpose. It's to an end within this movie. But, oh, God, by the end of the of the 90 minutes or so runtime, um, I was kind of tired. I just wanted to mute the thing and watch it as a silent movie for the last That's 10 fair. minutes. Um, yeah. Nice. I mean, it starts out really cool with a bunch of car alarms and shit going off. And you're like, okay, that's kind of a cool effect. And then that just stays relentless for the entire time. So... I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a good, uh, fun little dip into, you know, 40 years ago horror. But um, I'm not going to go back and visit this one again for a while unless I have some earplugs, maybe. It's been a long time since I've seen this one. I might have to give it a give it a revisit once I get a little more caught up on my, my other movies. <laughs> once you've gotten through the rest of the list. <laughs> yeah, Jack, you only have like seven more movies to pay up for, so you're good. <laughs> oh, shit. Jake, what else? You or, Jamar, you got anything else? I I kind of like passed it to Mark before I was done, so I'm gonna take it back for a second here. Who um, boomerang? Yeah, we're boomeranging up a storm. We have a lot of these to pay up on. It's been a minute since we've talked. Uh, I also lost for Grave Encounters, and you put haunted house movies down there, Mark, or haunted asylums. I guess would be a better way to put that. I'm a very simple pull creator. I don't I don't hey, have that's very fine. much depth. That's fine because I hadn't seen any of the movies that were on that. Uh Gongjum, Haunted Asylum, and Grave Encounters 2 tied. I picked Grave Encounters 2 despite knowing Oof. that it was going to be bad because I wanted to be brought up to speed on what happened. On the lore. Despite yeah. having seen Grave Encounters. After my fan theory, which I think was well received from the, it, from it our was. Uh, it episode. was. Thank you. Thank you for confirming. Um, I was actually surprised to see that it kind of went in a meta sort of direction with bringing the same guy back, the producer from the channel, and having it be like, okay, this was all staged. I got excited for a second. I was like, oh, Mark doesn't know what he's talking about. I bet this is going to be great. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everything outside of that was horrible, and I forget the fucking guy's name from the first movie but his character in this was insufferable and he was on screen for more time than i was expecting that's a bit of a spoiler he comes back i mean they go to the they go to the same asylum and he's still there um not a good movie wouldn't recommend it a waste of time uh a waste of an idea i would say and having a little bit of the meta-ness to it waste Just of all space. around bad yeah you know 
I, so, I, I, I can't say enough bad things about this movie. It was terrible. <laughs> so now when Shudder starts coming out with these on a yearly basis and Grave Encounters 3, The Lake of Fire comes out. Oh, I'll watch Mark. it. Mark. Okay, good. Yeah. By the way. I'll watch it. What the fuck? Why on that spreadsheet does it say I have to watch one of those garbage sequels? Hell House LLC 2. What does it say I have to watch on there? House fuck. is October Built 2. Oh, okay. Never mind. In That's fairness, awesome. I have to watch it with you too. It's a bullshit thing. We had, Why is that we on a, there? Apparently, it's also a thing that you agreed to specifically. Apparently, apparently, the I'm just gonna say the patrons, though <laughs> you know who you are, sir, think that uh, we deserve a movie for the micro. Doesn't look like micro. Micro. Ted who? Levine. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Thank you. Thing. That thing. Yeah. So we have to watch House of October Built 2? I don't know how this okay, happened. Okay, good. I didn't when I first glanced One of us is it. on the right side of history, and two of us are angry about being on the wrong side of history. When I first glanced over it, I read it as Hell House LLC 2, and I was very upset. <laughs> Hell House <laughs> LLC 2 is kind of quick, fun. I might quick, go back shut up, Mark. Shut your face. <laughs> Would you be more upset or less upset if it was two or three, Jack? Or w- Wait, does that make sense? Uh, that, yes, that's it a makes sense, sense, and I honestly can't answer it. <laughs> I think I would rather see two. I think two had more moments. Nah, I can't answer. Three that. was really bad. They dude. were Mark, both three really, was really three bad. Was Mark lo- three lost Mark almost immediately. <laughs> All right, That's true. Mark, how about you? You got anything else to pay up for? Not in the realm of lost uh, beers for fears. All I right. have other stuff to pay up for though. Oh, nice. Or, wow, Jesus, guys! It has been a long day. I, I am hear saying ya. things that yeah. don't make any sense. Hey. The listeners don't know this, but this is A to Z Horror After Dark. This is one of the later recordings we've done, like, in the last couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, it is. All right. Let's uh, cue Scatman. Scatman's World. All right, boys. Let's talk about regular rocking horror worlds. I'm going to limit myself to two uh, video things and two video games. Uh, I've got more to talk about, but this is going to be a long segment. So should I go first, or when should I go? I also have two video games. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay. Holy fuck. Can I go first? Yeah, Jake. Go, go, go. Okay, because I actually only have one thing to talk about this week. Uh, See earlier comment about things being busy. It's actually not even a movie, you guys. Okay. Sacrilege. Oh, my God. Uh, Actually, the the feature presentation is something that I was going to watch for Horror Worlds, and then we'll talk about why it's not. But what I have to talk about, it's been a long time since I mentioned that I was cracking into this and I've been on and on again, off again with it for a while now, but I finished the Paul Tremblay book, growing things, the collection of short stories. Oh yeah. Uh, um, this has exactly what you would expect in a good way from an anthology collection of horror stories. Like there's some stuff here that you're probably not going to be into, but guess what? You can thumb forward eh, 15 pages and find something that you are probably interested in. Nice. There were four or five of these that were incredible, and the vast majority are definitely readable. There were only two or three that I would say I, I really didn't care for, and that's a really good thing considering this is like a 300-page collection. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. How many so, are there total? I think there were... Fuck, dude, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, Pop quiz. Hot shot. I want to say shy of 20, but not by many. Wow. Shy of 20, but not by many. Put that on the cover. Yep. <laughs> so there's what, like yep. 18, 17 yep. or 18, I'm going to say? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's a guess. <laughs> like, I could report back. <clears throat> it's like a score in a few, I think. Yeah. <laughs> there's a pretty damn good uh, getting fucked with in the woods one in nice. this. Nice. Uh, it's kind of funny. There are probably 10 of these that I can draw a direct line to, like, a movie that we've seen, and I can just see so many influences all over it. It's 
it's a pretty cool thing to do if you're if you're a fan of horror movies which you are listening to this podcast you don't read a lot of books go and check out growing things uh it's super easy to get into because like i said you don't have to get invested into an overarching story that lasts for the duration of the book itself you can just choose your own adventure read the ones that seem interesting another way you can kind of check it out is he includes notes at the end of the book which kind of talk about some of his creative ideas or what led to the creation of the story. It's, you know, behind the scenes stuff, but it doesn't typically spoil anything. So you can get an idea for what's in there as well uh, and choose it that way. Uh, I definitely recommend this. I'll lend it to either of you guys next time I see you. If you want it, I want it. So cool. I'll give it to you. Jake, just to be clear, is this a choose your own adventure story? (laughs) Just to be clear. No. Fantastic question mark. Um, But you you. can kind of like go to which one you want. That's sort of choose your own adventure light question mark <laughs> oh so it's just life you're just talking about it's a, it's a thing that exists in reality yeah okay. uh, life is choose your own adventure man <laughs> it's, it is a subject you are a subject of free will actually you just reminded me there is a short story that is a choose your own adventure awesome see i am fucking turning stones over and oh boy shit. yeah i read that one like months ago it was near the start all right i like it jake that's pretty solid uh, i'm that's gonna it, jump that's it. I'm going to jump into my Vidja games. Uh, the first one, the, I've just kind of like been perusing the Switch store for horror video games. The first one is Resident Evil 5 went on Super Sale, so I downloaded that. And uh, <laughs> that game stinks on ice. That game is unplayably bad. Uh, it's fucking <laughs> astonishing. Wait, which one was this? Say the name again. Resident Evil 5. It's oh, the one yeah, where yeah. you go to, I think it's Africa, and then you're you're yep. some video game beefcake partnered up with a sexy black African lady. Correct. Um, and you're shooting zombies that are largely black people. You can't move at all. Um, Tank controls. The, the, the... The art is uh, drawn by the embodiment of the male gaze. Um, <laughs> the action is repetitive and shitty. I played this game for two and a half hours, and then I deleted it. It sucks. I tried, and then I asked Nintendo for my money back, and they refused. Worth uh, a shot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we've already lost too much money on this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil 5, a very bad video game. When you say um, Super Sale, how much did this run you? Uh, like, like $3? thirteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of spendy. Yeah. I think that was like 60% off, though. 70% off or something. Um, oh, okay. Then I was all bitter from that after deleting it. Mark asked you for some recos uh, in the horror gaming world. And one of them you suggested to me was uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu or Chitulu or however you want to say it. The human brain cannot conceive of its actual pronunciation. Correct. Cthulhu. And this one cost me like 20 bones. It's available on what? Switch. Yeah. Um, it's a newish game. I so. very much enjoyed the experience. I wouldn't call it a game. It was more just like a different way to experience a story. Uh, but Dude, that's, that's just what video games are, man. It, wait, was it a wa- was it a walking simulator, Mark? Is it a walking? I simulator? I s- still don't know what that means. Um, I think it's well. A Jack can be the authority on this one, but I think it's really more of kind of like a Nancy Drew type. Yeah, game. Yeah, it's like it's... an old school point and click adventure game, but that you actually oh. have to walk around in. There's like four or five action sequences that are terrible, that are very yeah. stupid, um, <laughs> and don't belong in the game at all. The story is really cool, though. Uh, really enjoyed the story. It's like set in the 40s. You're a private investigator. Go to an island to investigate the disappearance of a girl, um, and uh, you know, Chitulu stuff ensues. Uh, it's really cool. There's this 
system where you can like get more skilled in occult stuff and then you lose your sanity more quickly. Um, there, it's that kind of thing. I also get stressed out in games like this where like every decision it makes, there's a thing that pops up that says this will affect your destiny. I'm like, no, no, wait, oh, hold God. on, no, no, no. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. It's very stressful for me, um, especially because like the first fucking scene, there's a glass of whiskey on the table, so I clicked to interact with that, drank a glass of whiskey, and it said this will affect your destiny. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, but it's a really cool story. I, it's not like a video game, but it's a cool story, a cool way to experience a story. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you liked it. I have not played it. Um, I heard mixed reviews, but I, one of the things I did hear was that if you're into like the HP Lovecraft lore stuff, it's a decent little, yeah. The people who didn't like it, like, didn't like it because it's not an action adventure game essentially. And if you're into like a mystery visual novel type thing. Uh, then you would still be into it. So yeah, there aren't really like puzzles to solve either. Like there are puzzles, quote unquote, but they are comically easy to solve. So there aren't really like puzzles. Um, We're not all as smart as you are, Jack. Okay. <laughs> and I always like people that have a clear love and a love of and appreciation for H.P. Lovecraft and reimagine some H.P. Lovecraft style stories without all the racism that goes along with H.P. Lovecraft's works because he was a horrible racist. So that's always <laughs> Yeah, nice. do you know how bad um, that, how poorly that would go over? We You fully remake an H.P. Lovecraft story and it's just like horrifyingly Keeping racist. all the subtext about <laughs> the supreme race. <laughs> Jesus. Ghoul! <laughs> no. Uh, so that's always nice, and I like that very much. Uh, anyway, thanks for the suggestion, Mark. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you are welcome. Now, uh, screen things. I guess that was those were screen things, too. But the first one is a TV show, not a movie. I completed it. It's like a mini-series. It's on Shudder. It's called Cursed Films. Oh, um, yeah. This is yeah, five 30-minute yeah. episodes. Have you talked about this, Jake? Um... I don't remember. Have you seen all you five mentioned it. You yeah. mentioned it after you had watched Antrim, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yep. I uh, wasn't done with it, though, Jack. Okay. I am now, so I'll jump in if I have anything to add. Yeah, so just, just very briefly, this is a, it's not, like, necessarily documentary, but it is kind of documentary. It's a behind-the-scenes look at uh, five movies that people largely consider cursed, and then it investigates, like, whether or not they really are cursed by kind of presenting both sides of the argument. The five movies yep. in question, each one has their own episode, are The Exorcist, The Omen, Poltergeist, The Crow, and The Twilight Zone movie. Um, and I don't know. I loved the hell out of it. I love those apocryphal, this movie is cursed kind of stories. I like analyzing it. I, I like that they do present, like, but also, like, at the end of the day, three accidents happened on that movie, and three accidents have happened on every single movie. Uh, like, they, they present it as, like, look at the number of deaths that happened on these movies people don't consider cursed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, which isn't a thing that you hear a lot when people talk about these, like, apocryphally cursed movies. So, mm -hmm. uh, but they're five 30-minute episodes. I really recommend this. I stayed up all night and watched all five in one night. I thought they got stronger as they went. If yeah, the Twilight Zone episode is by far order. the best. Yeah. Also, kind of trigger warning for that one. If you don't know a lot about what happened on that movie in uh, particular, that's I mean, yeah, that one's super fucked up. Because like, I remember my dad being really distressed that they showed that footage on the news. So like, people died yeah. in a helicopter accident. Real people died in a helicopter accident in the filming of that movie. And when it happened, they showed it on the fucking news. The unedited, uncensored yeah. footage. Like, yikes. Right. Um. Kind of distressing. I mean, very distressing. I don't want to downplay that. Uh, but anyway, I thought that it was cool how the movies that you might not pay as much attention to, like Pol Poltergeist is, I think, the at the top of the list when people are talking about cursed movies because of all the unfortunate deaths that happened around it. Yeah. 
that's the one you hear about first, at least I do. But it was much more interesting to learn about everything around the crow and around twilight zone movie the ones that i don't hear as much about despite like look broad strokes i know what's going on with those and why people consider them cursed potentially but it was i didn't know much of the lore outside of that so it was it was good information for sure yeah really cool really enjoyed it uh very 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 digestible and just uh well made well put together that's on shutter it's called cursed films check it out the movie is season I... two is season two going to touch on uh, three men and a baby. <laughs> Maybe. Man, I could do a whole fucking feature length film about that cursed film. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd call it three men and a baby. <laughs> uh, the movie I watched, Mark, I believe you've seen this and talked about it a few weeks ago. Polaroid, the movie. Oh, it's been more than a few weeks. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was six years ago. Jack. Time is meaningless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This movie is available on Netflix presently. I don't remember if it was when you watched it, Mark. Uh, it's a 2019-ish horror movie. Um, I got to tell you, this I really liked this movie. This movie was really, really good. It Don't get me wrong. Really? Okay. It is squarely middle-of-the-road horror. Like yeah. there, there is okay. there nothing surprising or like, uh, you know, groundbreaking or innovative about this movie at all, but it's just very well put together PG 13 horror, which I think is sometimes underrated. It's really well made. It's just a solid middle of the road horror movie. Plus Javier Bo- Botet. I love that guy. And he's in this as a lot of the villains. <laughs> As yeah. m- many, many villains. Many, many villains. Uh, but I enjoyed this movie. I think it. Uh, it's, I mean, as far as those like PG-13 middle-of-the-road horror movies goes, this one is one of the best. I have an update. I watched this in quarter one, 2020, so it was this year, and it was on Netflix. So there you go. Very solid. All right. And that is all I'm going to talk about today. Mark, what you got for us? All right. I will also cut off a few of mine, uh, but I still have a bunch of stuff to talk to. As you guys have have mentioned already, it's been a minute and we did HRR last week. So yeah, and then, and then something happened operator. the week after that. Who knows? Um, first off, I watched The Dead Don't Die. This was one that was near mm-hmm. the top of my list, uh, obviously from last year. What an incredible cast. Great trailer. Bill Murray one? Yeah. yeah, Bill Murray and Adam Driver and 200 other stars and starlets from Hollywood the world over. Yep. Um zombie apocalypse type movie. And um boy was this disappointing. This movie ah. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh Mark. Yeah, holy shit. Uh so this is they they're going for a I mean I don't know if we I guess jump ahead a little bit of time if you don't want this thing totally spoiled for you. There's not that much of a spoiler. It's dude. a comedy zombie movie. Like I don't think it's it's a comedy zombie movie, but they're like the big angle here is that they're trying to be like meta with it sure. um, and very wink at the camera, very uh, breaking the fourth wall. They're actively talking about how someone knows what's going to happen because they read the script ahead of time, that type of shit. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, that just makes for super duper lazy writing. Um, there's very unbelievable character interactions, and anytime they need something to happen, they're just like, "What? Well, it says so in the script. And then they play a Sturgill Simpson song, comment on there being a Sturgill Simpson song, and then go about their go about their day. <laughs> this does have a few moments of pretty good humor in it. Uh, there was one recurring joke about an animal or a pack of animals that got me legitimately every single time it came up. <laughs> um, so there, I'm not saying that it's like completely bereft of, of humor or fun, but it's, it's just not an enjoyable experience. Um, I do not recommend watching this. It's not a very good zombie movie. Okay. It is a decent Bill Murray movie though. So if you're in the mood for one of those, all right, what's next Mark? 
I got two ga- uh, video games to talk about. So the first up is uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I mentioned oh. a couple weeks ago that I was playing through this one and that I was 30 or so hours in. I ended up beating it in about 35, 36, something like that. Um, it's this is, a, this is a long ride, and it... Um, it overstays its welcome a bit. I, I'm definitely not the first critic to say that. There's every time you think this ends, there's it's a false summit and it keeps going. Um, two or three or four times, you can you get to the end and you're like, okay, finally, credits are gonna roll, whatever. And then like the next scene plays and you're just like, wait, what? What Dude. the fuck's happening? Um, which would be a lot less forgivable if I didn't very much thoroughly enjoy the gameplay. One of the things this 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 game does that I don't think I have ever seen another game do, or at least do nearly as well as this one does, is it lets you customize the difficulty. So the one trap that you can fall into in a lot of video games is really pigeonholing your your player into one play style, and sometimes that's really good, right? Like, uh, you know, Sekiro, for example, as a game from last year that like you just have to play exactly the way they want you to. In this one, in The Last of Us Part Two, you can there's there's sliders for each individual aspect of difficulty. So you can change the health that your opponents have. You can change the health you have. You can change how perceptive they are to make the stealth sections easier. You can change how frequently you find crafting materials so that you're not you're not doing resource scarcity stuff, or you're absolutely doing that throughout the entire game. Um, you can change how like aggressive and accurate your allies are. So if you just want them to carry you through the whole game, you can. Um, so ultimately, I played everything on hard except for the stealth aspect because I fucking hate stealth games. So I turned that down to like relatively easy. Um, and that totally worked out for me. Uh, I still, I mean, it's it's a bit of an action game toward the end when you have a, you know, a silent submachine gun and sit and shit. So you can just run around shooting zombies. But, you know, it it's nice to play the stealth element until you're tired of it. And then you can choose to jump out and shoot a dynamite arrow at somebody and then go from there. So what I'm getting from and you I- is it's better than the boring monstrosity that was The Last of Us 1. Oh my god, dude, again. It's it, it's it's an impossible take that you have there. <laughs> um, I, I actually do think the gameplay in 2 is better, uh, substantially better, just because it you can sort of customize how you um, approach combat scenarios and stuff like yeah. that. The save system is also truly like perfect for a game like this, where if you fuck up and die, you're back. I mean, you're never more than a minute before where you just were, which is perfect. another one of those unforgivable video game sins when you're like trying to trudge through this thing. You're on like the very last enemy. You misstep because you hit the wrong button or something like that, and you get insta-killed, and then you're yeah. back like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> you're like, God damn it. It's I can't. I don't have this, this amount point. of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, it's a great game. It's super fun. I, again, I'm very, I'm using the word fun there very loosely. It is a yeah, heavy game, but the, but the gameplay is engrossing and enjoyable. Um, assuming you can stomach most of the visuals. The one thing with this game is there's so much drama on the internet about it and the choices that the writers made with multiple characters. And oh, we don't dude. need to get into that here, yeah. but this got like wildly over politicized and I kind of forgot how toxic video gamers are on the internet. And that was a mistake because we're mm-hmm. 
some of the most toxic people out there. <laughs> um, and dude, if you ever, yeah, if you ever want to just see just horrible reactions based on having to play as a woman in a video game or something like that, oh, this is the place you start because there's plenty of takes. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's that's the easy mode one, right? That's that's everyone kind of knew you were probably going to play as Ellie for most of this game. Yeah. Um, and then there were a few other surprises that were arguably a little bit more uh, shocking to many people, and they uh, reacted accordingly. So. If you want your uh, your faith in humanity shaken, both by the characters in the video game and how people react to a video game, then this is this is the spot for you. That's kind of, <laughs> I mean, in a sense, though, isn't that like, isn't this the perfect game for that? I I, I feel like with Naughty Dog, like they know what they're making with this game. I don't want to d- deep dive too much into video games right now. That's not why we're here. But this game and this franchise, they knew what they were doing and they prepared for it for a long time. Yep. I think that it's interesting when it launched because of a variety of variables here. Again, not going to get into it, but I I think that they had a, a plan all along, and they this is as polarizing as it gets probably, but I, that's what they were going for. I think the biggest issue that this one had was that the almost the entire script leaked um, way ahead of time, like multiple months sure. ahead of the release date, and gave people a lot of time to like read through it and stew on it, and the spoilers were everywhere. Well, that's fucking and, that's that's such a stupid choice as a, a consumer, though. Yeah, there right. Are well, books. No, it totally is, but it gives everyone online the ability to like look at the decisions they made with uh, their progressive story choices and say, "Oh, I disagree with this," and without sure. actually being able to play the gameplay, which is quite redeeming. And it's a case, whole point it's a of playing a fucking game. video game. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just they're sitting they're you know basically just judging it based off of an unfinished product on a story that probably isn't the strongest aspect of the game anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a great story, but it's still a very like gameplay is what you're there for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're saying know. it's this an X Men a... Origins Wolverine situation, a classic X Men Origins Wolverine situation. I loved that cut without special effects. It's it was one of so the most fascinating things I've ever seen. I still have it on a hard drive somewhere. Maybe I'll bust that out one of these days. <laughs> and would you care to say precisely how you have it, Mark? On a hard drive? <laughs> okay, is good. That, is okay, that what cool. you're asking? Yeah, good. What else you got, Mark? <laughs> I bought it legally from a friend of mine that had it somehow. <laughs> um, Sounds right. The other, the other thing I watch, and I'll keep this short because I think we're going on the longest section of Rocking Our Horror. Yeah, well, it's okay at. because the movie we're going to talk about was an hour long, so <laughs> it's true. Um I am starting to play Firewatch, and I'm breaking my rule on talking about things before I'm done with them now because I am still I'm very early in the game. Um, Firewatch is just like this is kind of a walking simulator. It's a, um, yes, it is. Yes. I, yeah, it's so you're like just hiking around in a national I, park. You will, you've sat down and explained it to me, and I think I understand it when the conversation's over, and then I wake up the next day like, nope, have no idea what that Jack, is. Jack, story driven game. You walk around and discover things. Story progresses. Well, that Not sounds like the game I played. Sure. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yours was also a walking simulator then. That's great. Um, I am, I'm talking about this now because I don't know much about this game, uh, of what genre it is. I've been fooled in the past, but I am still early enough in the game that I can talk about it because I think it has these fun little horror elements. There's a few things that happen on the first day in the forest that like are a little spooky and weird. And I don't know what way this, this is going. Um, Knowing this type of thing, it's probably going to be this emotional masterpiece that leaves me crying for hours, but uh, that also could end up being this great horror thing. And I want to be able to talk about this without spoiling it. So I am enjoying it right now. I'm 45 minutes to an hour in. I don't think it's a particularly long game. I've heard like five or six hours or so, yep. but yep. Um, still, I'm playing Firewatch right now. It's probably the last you'll hear about it, but I can certainly say that the first hour going in blind uh, was a bit of a trip. 
Nice. All right. Well, this, Mark, as you said, has been either the longest or second longest Rocking Horror World segment ever. So let's dive all the way into that feature presentation. Good work, assholes. I blame Jack. Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 2020's Host. See? Nailed it. You did it. Fucking nailed it. Nailed it. You did it. Jake. Jack. We were supposed to watch a whole different movie, and then you said there was an emergency because you'd watched this. It's not like this has never happened before, okay? Okay, but it's never never happened happened in the presentation that you presented. You're spinning this whole web because I gave you a minor heart attack with my siren emoji. It took you you like four minutes from emergency to get to the siren emoji, so I knew it was like a lighthearted emergency. I thought it was a real emergency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. (laughs) <laughs> Jay, why did you? Although why, next why time there is going to be a real emergency, he's just going to send us <laughs> an actual siren emoji. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you guys. I won't. The guy's the, emergency. I won't minutes. include the emoji. Siren emoji. <laughs> the emoji is lighthearted, dude. It's. A, I know it took you too long to send sign. it. I agree. I was. Wha- I was hit by a car. They had to amputate my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Severed leg Assholes. emoji. Why did you pick this? <laughs> uh, a couple of reasons. I primarily strike while the iron's hot. We don't. We're not a news outfit. Spoiler alert. Well, now, we, hold on. <laughs> once a month, once a month, we're somewhat close. I've been telling people I'm a, a journalist, Jake, so. Uh, I, I have some credentials from a certain horror film festival. Yeah. yeah. I've saved them somewhere, I think. Uh, here's the thing. We don't cover a lot of brand new horror movies, and Jack's holding up some credentials. Look at you, Mr. Media. We don't watch a lot of brand new horror movies, and 2020 is not going the way well. that I think would be conducive <laughs> to us reviewing new horror movies like big ones. <laughs> and that's because of something called coronavirus. What? And this movie is one of the things we talk about with horror, not super common, but we talk about it on occasion is how horror is a really good conduit to like take what's happening in society and fears that you have. And then like throwing those on screen in some way, shape or form. This is a movie. The only one that I've seen that just straight up is like, using what coronavirus and like being locked up in quarantine at home has been and like the ways you've been communicating and going with that. So that's cool and interesting to talk about, if nothing else. It is. Reason number two. Okay. We've been talking a lot about Shudder. It's on Shudder and it's part of the new content that they keep churning out with their exclusives all the time. Reason number three. I sent that like 10 minutes into the movie when I was remembering back to the second time we had watched... Uh, what is it? Unfriended. Unfriended. And I think I missed that podcast. You did. But it was an early review. You guys did the podcast and you both talked about how you really liked it. And I was like, this seems like right up the alley. So let's watch it. And I mean, famously, Unfriended got this whole operation started. So there you go, right? That was the very first one. So there were a lot of reasons. Oh, fourth reason. 56 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed Holy that shit. very much. Holy shit. I mean, no, I, there's something to be said, and we'll talk about it for getting in and getting out. Um, a lot of reasons just kind of coalesced, and I felt like we need to talk about it, and we should do it now as opposed to later. Yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I throw in a fifth reason that probably did not factor in? Sure. Uh, I always hold a grudge against movies that are good that come out uh, that we didn't cover in HRR. Somehow they flew under our radar, and then they go super yeah. viral, and everybody loves them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That we did not cover this in HR. Correct. It just happened. Yeah. And then Oops. I saw it because I saw it on some lists. So I throw it on and 
then I then it's all happened. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, Jake, I agree with all that. I do disagree with the premise that this is the only movie you can think of that's like seizing on actual horror of the actual times. Because Zack Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead is full of Islamophobia and came out not too long after 9/11. <laughs> so he's doing no, it in a racist I'm talking way. About, but I'm talking about coronavirus. Yeah. I, no, I think you perfectly misunderstood what I was saying. I might have. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about how horror does would, do that. There would be no the precedent time. for it. <laughs> I so to to set the record straight, I'm saying that horror does that frequently, right? Like all the way back to like giant monster movies because of fears of nuclear war and irradiation and shit. Like, and there this there, is there are does. countless grad student theses about why the era of horror reflects the era of society. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm talking about is specifically horror movies centered on coronavirus. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. There you go. Cool. It's just this one and Unfriended. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I think it's kind of refreshing, though, if you think about it, that Unfriending exist- Unfriended existed prior to. It's really. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to. There's going to be a lot of comparing this movie to Unfriended. Um, I'm just I'm just saying, think about it like this. These two movies are very comparable. And one came out when we had when we were forced to be in quarantine, and one came out well before anyone even thought that was a possibility. And you know what? People still get killed by ghosts over the internet. You know, Mark. things haven't changed that much. <laughs> we're all still friends. It's demon. Okay, sorry, no ghosts. Thank you, thank you. No ghosts. Either way, Jake, demons. Throw me a pick, bone, buddy. This is your pick, Jake. This is undeniably, uh, even though what? it's out of order. This is your pick. You have Jesus to give us Christ. a thirty-second plot synopsis. You're the one who called an emergency sure. meeting of the A to Z sure. horror crew. We need a little town hall. It's fine. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. A group of friends in the UK get together for a Zoom meeting where they're going to have a seance for some reason. One of them thinks it's going to be interesting for everyone. Everyone else thinks it's time to get drunk. Uh, They connect with a psychic, conduct their seance, and because they aren't taking it seriously, invite a demon, not a ghost, in who basically just hunts them all down and kills them over the course of the night. And as the viewer, you see it all unfold over the Zoom meeting that they had. And Yeah, I mean, you got four seconds left. And Time. It's a very Time. simple movie. It's a very simple movie. It is a very simple movie. And look, I, I, okay. Uh, let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres before this fits into, except found footage, and it's, but not even totally found footage. Uh, foreign. I, okay. Well, what was? I mean, w- shut up, Mark. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it does take place in the UK with mostly British or Australian, I don't know, Commonwealth, Commonwealth country-based actors. <laughs> yeah, wherever they're calling in from, it has a Union Jack on the flag. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Hundo Hundo P, buddy. Um. <laughs> Jack, if uh, Unfriended was found footage, then this is. Well, but Unfriended takes it more seriously. Unfriended literally never leaves the screen of the girl's computer, and this movie leaves the screen of the computer liberally. Yeah, this one's a little bit more stylized. Yeah, and goes into... When does it leave the screen? It goes into cell phones uh, that flip the camera around without them pushing the buttons on it. It goes into just sometimes, I think one time, a weird security camera. It's, it changes, it goes away from one person's screen a lot. It's not just following a Zoom call. I'm pretty sure it's all just Zoom call. It, I challenge you to to find examples fine. to the contrary. I'd be interested, because I, I can remember one, one moment where I was like, is that... Is that on the meeting? But I I don't recall it being things that are outside the world of Zoom. It, I agree. It's not outside the world of Zoom. I also just think they, and what I mean is they don't do a precise job keeping it to 
Like, it clearly was all on the protagonist's computer in Unfriended, and this one, I think it's jumping around between a lot of their oh, different between computers. Oh, screen? Yeah. Well, I think it's not even on the protagonist's computer, really. The, the one we're watching for this is entirely a Billy 123 situation. It is the unnamed eighth guest who doesn't have a camera we're just we're just seeing yeah we're, we're a we're a third party omniscient viewer seeing all of their screens yeah at any seeing time. zoom itself yes yeah yeah um. exactly and jack i would just like to point out here you are forgetting the very 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 end of unfriended where they do go outside of the they laptop. do and clot the screen <laughs> Spoilers for Unfriended. Oh, um, God. How, how dare you? <laughs> it's almost like what happens in this movie. This is also a ghost movie. Jack, uh, no. I need you to no. stop. No, Jack. No. I need you to stop. Even okay? if it's not literally a ghost, this is a ghost movie. This is a things it's going a bump in the night movie. Can we, call it, can we call it supernatural or paranormal without calling it ghost? Because I but will not have it. this has so many of the trappings of a ghost movie. Even if they literally... It's like if you make a movie where you don't call them zombies, but they're clearly zombies, it's is still a zombie Is paranormal activity movie. a ghost movie? Yes. Yes. Okay, then I guess this is too. The Volcano is, though. <laughs> Hard <Okay>. yes. Because <laughs> this is pretty much paranormal activity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. Uh, and independent. <laughs> Yeah, very independent. Very, very independent. Yeah, I mean, this, one of the really cool, okay, let's just start talking about what this movie does right. Can we right. start talking about what yes, does right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the really cool things about this movie is the the director, whose name is Something Savage. I don't remember his uh, his first name. Rob. Uh, nailed it. Rob. It's not Robert. Adam Savage, uh, is what I know. <laughs> um, uh, he made a short prior to, not prior to the virus existing, but prior to widespread lockdowns existing, and made a made a fake Zoom call or made a real Zoom call with his friends and pranked them by showing like a ghost attack, and that video went viral, and that's yeah. what allowed him to get a deal for this movie that he then made during the it's pandemic. A great proof of concept. It's a really good proof of concept. It's a really cool like conversion to the what Wikipedia says is feature length, but yeah, I mean. What- I, I don't know. It's it's close enough to an hour for me to be like, sure. It's whatever. Black Mirror episode length. I, I also that? think it's really cool that it is 56 minutes long. I, I We've talked about this before. The way we're watching movies is changing, so they like this rigid structure of how long movies needs to be shouldn't be as it has been, right? Especially when and you're now, not- I would actually say there's even there's even a push for it to, to, to like people don't want to watch the two and a half hour long epics anymore. This when guy, that was like the only way you could, yeah, exactly. There was a that long was the time- only way you could get people to go to the movie theaters because they were getting their money's worth. There was a the long day. time that I think Red Eye was my favorite movie just because I saw it in theaters and it was eighty nine minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, bad take, bad take on Jack's part. <laughs> well, that movie, I'm not saying the movie's good. I'm saying it was 89 minutes long. You and said it was, was your favorite You're movie. saying it was your favorite movie because it was sub 90. Yeah, I hadn't seen another movie in theaters. So this, like, is, now, this is now your favorite movie. <laughs> it's saying. up there. No. Um, <laughs> it's up there, cool. But this cool. is, a, this is it's, it's a really cool proof of concept. It's really cool that like they felt, they didn't feel they needed to adhere to any particular time frame. They just got in, got did what they were going to do and got out. It doesn't yeah. overstay its welcome. All that's really good. I'll pile on here a little bit too, just with the, uh, I mean, definitely that was my first note, 56 minutes long. I sat down to watch this at the end of a long day and I was like, oh man, that's, that just made me smile. Um, the next thing I wrote down though, uh, obviously all of our lives revolve around conference calls at this point. And 
the thing that rings the most true about this movie more than anything else is the technical difficulties of people signing on to the meeting. God, um, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> every single... We've been doing this now for six yeah. fucking months, and half my coworkers still don't understand that they have to have their headset on in, in order for the audio to not come out of their computer. Yeah, the scene... <laughs> dude, the scene with the annoyance at the... Gemma? Yeah, yeah, at Gemma for, like, I think you have to mute yourself, and it's just echoing, and she's laughing. That's my manager, <laughs> like, every single day. I'm litigating full trials over Zoom or WebEx these days, and it is disastrous how, like, the Idaho state court system Mm -hmm. just cannot start a fucking hearing on time or correctly to save its goddamn life. We have daily meetings that have, I don't know, 20-something people in them, and for whatever fucking reason, there's, like, three people who cannot figure out how to use a headset and microphone, and as a result, there's always an echo whenever any of them are unmuted, and every once in a while, on, spe- on when the moon is full, all of them will be unmuted at once, and there will be a triple <laughs> echo of the echo traveling around to different people's computers, just, just coming and going as it pleases. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say I didn't like the friend throwing a stick at her window to tell her to let her into the room. That That's... that. that, that we're not at that segment yet. Um, I think that was... Yeah, that's purely there to let you know that they are actually like in close proximity, even if they're not living in the same... Right, right. Yeah, that was their way to To do that. To set up the last scene, yeah. Well, and then I think like it's so early in the movie that it could they could be anywhere because one of the things with these mediums is you don't have to be in the same place, obviously, and you have some at that point two people in the film, one with an American accent, one with a British accent, they could have been across the ocean. Yeah. They're in the same town. Sure, sure. Um this so pandemic's I, really bringing people together. You know? uh, totally. But I, I do think that that, was, that is one of the things that this does correctly because it really kind of like taps into how we, for better or worse, have to interact with each other right yeah, now. I mean, Jake, you're, we'll get seven, to other... you're seven blocks away from me right now. We're both on Zoom. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the other interesting thing about it. Like everyone having been so primed for something to be created like this. We, Mark, you said it. We spend most of our days on these exact in these rooms, and for a movie to come out at this time with that setup, it feels natural. Well, I I, I want to have a discussion around coronavirus and all that stuff in a bit, but I think that that is impactful now. Well, I'm, and I'm, so that's something it that does right. I'm also fascinated by and super impressed by the creators that are making really cool shit during these times, right? And I love the stories behind it. Like, obviously, Taylor Swift has all the resources in the entire fucking world, but I still think it's cool that, like, she dropped this entire new album that was recorded and the music videos were shot entirely over, you know, social distancing yeah. pr- protocols. And, like, this story's really yeah. cool. That's just, That shit's cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, on that, so that takes me to one of my next things is like, that's how they made this movie, right? Like these folks were on Zoom and I am super interested. There's not a lot out there about this yet. It's a smaller movie. Uh, it's pretty new. I'm interested in how the effects were created. It's not like mind blowing. It's not big budget, but they still had to like, that person on that screen had to do something, and I like that DIY-ness. Like, this does not feel DIY like a $200 movie and at all the to f- me. The few articles I've read about it were they had a special effects team. They're largely practical. They ha- they talked the actors through setting up a series of pulley systems okay. where either they or their significant others could actuate this thing when the time came. And that's all right. fucking all right. awesome. Like, 
isn't that like that is so in the spirit of one like what I like about horror as a genre. Like, yes, that is so cool that that happened to me. I don't know. That's I just that like, gives me warm fuzzies. It's super cool. I also I also just like the concept of being like, okay, honey, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna be shooting this movie in here in the main room now for a couple hours. Like maybe over the course of multiple days, yeah. can you just can you sit in the closet and uh, every time I say the line, oh, "What was that?" Uh, just just yank this rope as hard as you can, <laughs> yeah, and the exactly. chair is gonna fly directly exactly. at you. Don't worry about it. I'll need you to do it three times over the next two days. And, and look, that that system isn't without its limitations, right? The the primary girl screen, she gets pulled back first. Her chair gets pulled back, and then she gets pulled back, and it's in the exact same angle from the exact same mm-hmm. position in the exact same direction. But still, it's fucking cool. Well, the ghosts are sorry. I'm so sorry. The demons. <laughs> Jake is so upset. The demons Jake fucking so lose upset. me this bet, and I am I am dead on it. And you're gonna lose me the bet because you're <laughs> the demons what are corporeal in this. So you would assume that they have like they are coming from one direction. What bet are you talking you about? See their Not footprints. Just the beers for fears things. Oh, I gotcha. So there are no ghosts in this movie. Well, there are ghosts. And if in there the were, movie. you would be you wouldn't be afraid of no ghosts. Exactly. Damn yep. it. <laughs> Uh, I also think the performances are pretty good. I think the the woman who is scared almost the entire time does a particularly good job of being believably Caroline? scared without being. Is she the one that's like in her PJs? Yeah, the one the one the who has that one. background. Yeah, does a good yeah, job. Yeah, the of... one who immediately just starts crying. Yeah, as soon as like the food delivery scene happens, she's just distressed. I think yeah. it's really hard to be believably scared and then not get annoying very quickly. And maybe it's the format where her screen isn't highlighted most of the time. But she yeah, does a really good job of being scared and legitimately terrified without getting really annoying about it. <laughs> well, and like with most Zoom meetings, you can kind of it's interesting because you can kind of choose where you're focusing in this movie. And it does a good enough job of directing your attention. Jack, and to your point, she, she is not the focus for most of it. But if you are to like let your eyes go to that part of the screen. Yeah, I think that it's it works really well. She just maintains that consistent level of quiet distress for yeah. the entire, well, I mean, she's, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, it's pretty, like, she doesn't really lose that character at all. And maybe, I don't know, I'm probably exaggerating it in my head here a little bit. Maybe it's only like 10, 15 minutes she's doing that. But that's still a long take in comparison to for what sure. you would normally have to do on a Hollywood set. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Completely. Uh Similar to that note, this is actually has nothing to do with what we were just talking about, but it did remind me of something. I can I can really get behind this type of movie where the characters' names are just on screen at all times, so I cannot forget who is who. It's very good. Well, I still don't remember any of them. So oh, I got them. I think I remember I mean, Haley because I had notes and I remember two down. of them yeah. have very similar names: Haley, ha- Gemma, Caroline. There, there's yes, a Gemma Caroline's and an Emma. One. There is a Gemma, there's an Emma, and then uh, there's a Radina. Oh, yeah, Radina. Jesus. Yeah. Radina was the one with the boyfriend chopping things too loudly in the background, and they got in a fight. <laughs> That's, you know, but what are but you it was, fights about? Wait, and then what's the... Is, Radina's boyfriend isn't the same as the guy friend of the group whose girlfriend Correct. seems to be no, controlling. Yeah. So, te- yeah, exactly. Teddy is the one with the... Uh, Quite obnoxious girlfriend. Who? The only reason I say she's obnoxious is because she appears to be pretending to accidentally blow out the candle and hanging up his Zoom call. Right? Yeah. I. I just. Th- I mean, it's very upsetting. Of. Okay, honey, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have this fun call with my friends. 
I'll be, whatever. It'll be like an hour. We've clearly done this before. This is a recurring theme. We do this every Thursday night, and it's like our my fun friend's time or whatever. And she's like, okay, I'm cool with that. And then, like, not two minutes after he signs on, she's just like, I'm going to passive-aggressively just shut your laptop so you can't participate anymore. Now, I will yeah. say, he's at his in-law's house, right? They have gone to his in or oops, future in-law's house. Something like that, yeah. So that, maybe. Maybe I can buy that. <laughs> what? You're allowed to talk to your friends still. <laughs> I don't know. Although it is a little suspicious that he, his friends are just five, you know, single attractive ladies. Yeah. Or I guess four single attractive ladies and, and Redina, who has a boyfriend. <laughs> who falls from the ceiling abruptly. <laughs> yeah, she's single by the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, God. I'm kind of out of stuff the movie does hard right. Again, I think the only other thing that I would mention is I think that the rapid pace of this movie is to its benefit. This movie's not trying to be more than it is, and I don't think that it would have done itself any favors by being longer than an hour. Yeah, so I... No, totally agree. I had this in actually... I had this in Does Middle or a similar thing. Was this movie well, too fast for you, Jack? What kind of fucking hold- Goldilocks bullshit is this it wasn't too fast no no here's what i'm saying this movie was clearly jack likes movies that are exactly 72 minutes long (laughs) no this movie wasn't too fast for me but the movie was simply an excuse to get some scary like over webcam horror vignettes set up that are seemingly unrelated to one another and that's cool it's not like a what I mean, there's some that unrelated? are people getting dragged backwards. There's some that are just shaky, bump in the night. There's there's one that's just a purple wrinkle demon in the background of the shot. Like, I mean, there, it's it's kind of like the last shift in that way. It's just like it it transitions from one or or dark skis, right? Where it's just like here's a series of scary shots we thought of, and they're loosely tied it's- together. I think my note that's related to your note, and actually I had this and what it does right too, is it's tied to the time and how it doesn't overstay its welcome, but this is just a funhouse ride of different stories. Yeah, exactly. You're not following an arc or a narrative. I am wholly on board for that. Yes, I I agree. Completely. Yeah. That's exactly what this movie needed to be. You fire that up and it's 55, 56 minutes long. Um you need to just get in and get out with your scares. And I think that for the most part, it did exactly that. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, I just hadn't does middle. Cause like there is no narrative to follow here. Pretty much. No. Well, unfortunately we're character. still in the does right category and I still have two things to talk about in does right. Well, so. I Hell expressly yeah, transitioned us to does middle, but okay, fine. Break format. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I just... you'll find that that express transition never happened. And I was not consulted on these decisions. First off, while we're talking about horror vignettes that are great, um, the facial recognition creating a floating face in the middle of a living room is awesome. That, that, that is such exactly so cool. the type that was modern like horror trope that yeah. is that is ingenious, and I'm surprised it hasn't really happened. That was a more. little. Let's keep it in the does right for Mark's benefit because he has a little little to talk about here. Some of these things, obviously, we'll talk about in a bit. Pro- well, probably we'll talk about in a bit because obviously we've do- we've seen them before. Is the comment secondarily there were some kind of like Chekhov's fill in the blank here probably too much of Chekhov's blanks in this movie but Chekhov's that was loud also boyfriend. Okay. 
Well, I mean, the facial recognition thing, you knew the character that that was going to be the implement of, of a scare, and then it happened. But when it happened, I was, like, fucking ecstatic. It was so cool. It yeah, felt like that's yeah, what yeah. the Paranormal Activity sequels wanted to be, right? Where they're trying to yeah. find new ways and new technology yeah. to show these that It did not feel ghosts, a lot like that. But yeah. this one got it right. This one fucking hit the nail on the head with that scene, yeah. I think I have seen something similar to that just once, but it was in like a two minute long short about Facebook messaging app okay. or something like that. I, okay. It's an exceptionally well executed thing that I have not seen very frequently before. So kudos to them. Well, even I, the, that's the high point of the movie. I think the yeah, payoff totally. is really good, right? When it just subtly moves towards her and doesn't do too much. The payoff's really good. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to turn it into a jump scare, I think uh, in order oh. for it like to work, but absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the last one I wanted to highlight and does does right is as far as a movie being fully self-contained, the credits are done in an absolutely ingenious way. The members of it. the Zoom I, call I didn't put so it in what cool. It does right, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So they for the for the listener who hasn't seen this, they open up a uh, just a, basically like a folder, like a Zoom list of everyone who participated in the Zoom call, and it's 150 people long, and it's the actual credits of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're still on the laptop reading through all this stuff. And they're doing that in lieu of an actual, like, in-credit sequence. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a great way to kind of keep it in-world and really hit that immersion home, essentially. It was cool. It was... I thought it... Yeah. I mean... Yes, you said it right, Mark. I thought it was a little cheeky, and I just enjoyed it. It was just... Oh, I like cheeky. It got a little giggle. I'm all about cheeks. This movie was fun, dude. I don't know. It was fun. This movie was fun. Yeah. Good pick, Jake. Jeez. Emergency That's going to take us to Does Middle. Jack, emergency do you have anything? I talked about my Does Middle, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one thing this movie does middle. Uh, on Shudder, this, 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 I think, is the longest blurb on Shudder when you pull up the description of this movie. It's like two paragraphs long. It's like it's longer than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's legitimately longer than the movie. For people like me who are very slow readers, it, I mean, it's a, it, it's a minute. <laughs> Oh, I do have I one other thing the movie does middle, and it's the comparisons to Unfriended. Uh, because, I mean, even the poster looks exactly like the Unfriended poster. <laughs> yeah, and that caught me. Yeah, Unfriended wasn't filmed during a pandemic and didn't have to like do all the stuff during a pandemic, but also, like, I think... Think it like it's it's hard to not draw those comparisons when it and and when one is a more narrative driven like cohesive storyline and one is a series of scary shots filmed during a pandemic it's 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 a tough comparison to draw. I still think Unfriended is the superior movie. I do too, but I I, I totally appreciate where you're putting this one in middle. The they're both good. I love both of them. They both have a spot in my heart. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just this is just unfriended, but shorter, and with a lot of the story cut out. Yes, and with pandemic, I I mean, my middle thing was the pandemic element. I I don't know if that was going to come later for you guys, but that's where I want to talk about it because I think that right now, again, to go back to the earlier point about striking while the iron's hot, right now this hits in a way that I'm not sure. Fucking knock on wood, two years from now. 10 years from now. I don't know how it'll Two weeks from now, you know. Looking back but on it. It, it is going to be I don't know so cool hit. to be like talking to your horror-loving adult son and be like, uh, yeah, check this movie out that was like shot entirely during this fucking wild pandemic we lived through. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting, though. I mean, 
I'm I'm that's why I put it in middle and it's more I'm just curious to see how this will age because like while most of it it doesn't really matter and it's just kind of like you're reminded of it by the fact that like they when they do do like the little team up thing at the end which is fucking stupid and they elbow bump I hated that part um <laughs> that and then like the couple of things with the masks on like the little pieces of it that were pandemic related i just don't know if it's going to mean anything to someone in the future i but i like it now it makes sense capsule. they're not so in your face that it's overwhelming right and i kind of like a that. good thing yeah and that's a good I was, thing i was actually kind of surprised how heavily the 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 pandemic stuff hit you jake because i immediately reverted to oh this is a this is an unfriended movie and in that in my mind that's not even remotely associated so there's like one throwaway line of like yeah we're all quarantined and we're doing this thing that we do now hooray it's my turn to organize an event and after that i was just like oh okay regular movie whatever i don't know i mean we've been in this for six months now and we do a lot of zoom meeting or i do zoom meetings during the day and i do zoom hangouts when i can like we are right now on a zoom call like it's it's how we're living our lives and so i for me, yeah, it did hit me a lot harder, I guess. And I think that if I am, if I'm to look back on this five years from now, when fucking this better be better be way behind us, I'm gonna be like, that was I, weird. But it won't it won't have the same impact. Jake, it I think it's so ingrained into what the movie is, how it was filmed, when it was filmed, and how it came out that like you, it has to reference the pandemic and directly so, or it's just gonna be in, like lost to time, and it shouldn't be lost to time. See, I think that's what's weird about it, though, is it's so similar to to Unfriended for me that I like I the two are I. Obviously, it was because they mentioned it a couple times, but well, let's. I, uh, I, so I think that, it will be as lost to time as Unfriended is. That's a pretty so, good. So you that. okay? That means it's probably going to age. It has the potential to age better in your mind than I'm worried it might. Yeah, especially because I think if anything, uh, one of the silver linings of all of this nonsense is that hopefully this type of—I mean, it's been fun hanging out with people from all, all like I—I I was on a Zoom call the other day, like a birthday party for a friend of mine that lives down the street that had people in fucking New Zealand on it, and we're in Salt Lake City, uh, so I mean, literally a whatever. Yeah, get out and having beers. I mean, that type of stuff is fun, and I kind of hope it sticks around. And if that sure. is a an influence on future society, maybe five years from now, this is just kind of like what people are still doing sure <laughs> it's as good a point in any transition to what the movie does wrong huh sure <laughs> uh it's this movie more than most makes use of something scary has happened i don't have the budget to show what it was i better shake the laptop i'm filming this on wildly to avoid having to show anything about it <laughs> Which brings up another good does wrong point. Half of this movie, you have to. The it starts with that when she opens up her computer. Then there's a knock on the window. The camera turns around. She's on a laptop. It's shown you that. So she, when she hears a knock on her window, her first move is to lift up her laptop, turn it around, hold it facing away from her, and then open the window's curtains. There's a lot of that yeah. shit, and it sucks. <laughs> I'm going to start walking around like that at work, I think. Which is doubly irritating, because it handles it deftly a lot of times, too, where like it'll show a character transition from their computer to their cell phone, and then put that cell phone on a selfie stick or something to show you yeah. what's going on. I, like, I just, like, I agree with you completely, but I think there's only so much... There's only so much you can do to, like, keep it realistic while making a movie that's still entertaining. 
Yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously, had you can't get away just... from it. You got to suspend your disbelief. But there's also otherwise like, realistic ways to do it. Like if I was, if, if on this Zoom call something horrible happened to me and you guys were still on the call, I'd be like, okay, guys, I got to show you what happened. So I'm going to join this call with my cell phone while maintaining this, and I can video it from my cell phone and not hold. And my... then you'd have like the third time in the movie where it's doing the echo thing. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Off. And and then if Jake did it, he'd lose connection and. <laughs> I'm just that would have been hilarious. The right? Yeah, the audio would be coming from his phone, but then like the output would have been coming from his computer. Still, oh my god! The what fact that disaster. they're thoughtful about it at some points, and then other points, just like ah, fuck it. She turns her computer around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I guess you can't just like, sp- yeah, forty percent of this movie is gonna be unwatchable because they're not gonna they're not gonna bring their fucking laptops with them, but. <laughs> It's yeah, still something I, that made me chuckle I a suspe- little bit. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. It's what it does wrong, but I, sus- I was able to suspend my disbelief enough. What I had top of the list of what it does wrong is that I think that it's pretty easy to say this movie's too derivative of some of its influences. Like, one of the early true suspension building and scare points in this movie is sticking a camera into an attic which is directly from paranormal activity dumping powder on a floor or in this case flour directly a lift from paranormal activity flour is a type of powder thank you it's a necessary uh, but that's sufficient too situation much. mark that's that it, it gets it's too much um, it is it is now very much luckily too much. luckily it i think does more than enough to like stand on its own and it's okay to have those moments. And maybe it's just like, fuck it. We love that movie. We're going to do a similar thing and then riff on it. Which in the case of the powder and then the facial recognition thing, I think it did quite well. But it can be kind of disappointing to, for some people probably, more so than me, to see that stuff that is a direct lift. I would just like to say that uh, sticking a camera into an attic was done be- by Rec before it was done by Paranormal Activity. But oh, yeah, either way, point. it was clearly done by movies. Yeah. Yeah. This one I, felt I, more I do like wanna... Paranormal Activity to me, though. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and also the the powder is obviously... I mean, I'm sure that was also probably done in another movie yeah, that I can't probably. think of right now. But um, I, I do sometimes like to defend the characters in these movies. It's been long enough that those are ingrained in kind of social intelligence of what to do if a ghost attacks you, right? Like, those Mark. are popular enough movies. What? A that demon. was a very aggressive... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what to do if you were being attacked in your house by a paranormal entity of some Fucking type. hell. Of an unspecified nature. <laughs> of an unspecified nature, exactly. So, I sometimes I like to think that, you know, these... These ladies have probably seen Paranormal Activity and possibly Wreck, and they know that if there is an invisible being in their house, they should fucking throw talcum powder at it they or powdered sugar. It out. Well, they, they should, should, but then, yeah, out. then you, as you as the filmmaker, have to do something to play with it. Something different happens. Maybe, but that's the internal gymnastics I'm willing to go through. Or just have the joke, the nod, this. nod, wink, wink. Be like, what are you, like, have one yeah. of the characters be like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, what's what they did in Paranormal Activity? Right, they're on screen. It would have been yeah, great. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You could do that. Yeah. I and mean, maybe you can't out for say a DMCA paranormal activity, but you something. just say that that one movie with the de- demon, the demon, you know, the demon. I think the the one thing that I had at the top of my list for what the movie does wrong uh, that sort of typifies, I I don't think we've said that this is lazily written yet, uh, but it does have its its threadbare moments at the beginning when they bur- first bring on Salen or whatever her name is, the psychic. Yeah. Um, she basically says something, and I didn't write down the exact quote, but so I'm going to paraphrase here. But this is the this is the essence of it. Uh, we're doing this over the internet, so this is way more dangerous. <laughs> sure. What? 
Basically. I'm sorry. What? 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 I was what? willing to Why? accept it because she said there's six candles instead of one, and I was like, "All right, fuck it, whatever." <laughs> six beacons. Yeah, but they're all haunted by the same fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah, I know. None of that makes Mark no fucking sense. <laughs> it uh, makes, well, and along those same lines. Why did uh, why did the asshole guy get killed? He wasn't he wasn't denigrating he signed any back ghosts. In? He wasn't Teddy because he signed in, man. He, but he wasn't. I mean, none of them rat. other than Gemma were making fun of ghosts. Well, I think side well, guy. Okay, question. Well, they were all on board for it. I have the, I had a note in my notes says talking to Haley is like talking to Jake when things don't go exactly as she wants. She's like, "Why do we do this every time? This sucks." <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> She wasn't fun. I, hold on, I haven't done anything. Oh, she wasn't a very fun character. That's me. She was very that, fun. Really she set up a whole fun thing for everybody. She just wouldn't let them have fun because of the specific circumstances of the fun thing that they had set up for themselves. You're right. I mean, I'm I mean, not saying, I I'm not saying you don't know me. I'm just saying you're talking to the public and making me sound like an asshole. <laughs> oh, we're all assholes. If you haven't figured that out by now, listener, then I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, we were like, how many episodes deep? Come on. Almost 250, I think. Almost 200. It's <laughs> a lot, man. It's a lot. That's all I'm saying. I, I also think that you can see how a, a little bit of them running into issues with, obviously, the, the the frame in which they're shooting the movie because, I mean, you can close your laptop and leave, basically, anytime anything starts getting fucky. And they actually almost do. I do appreciate that part of it is they're just so close. Gemma's this just one second away from shutting her laptop and she's like, hey, could you say goodbye to Caroline for me? And then like Caroline's thing freaks out mm-hmm. and that's what keeps her in. Yeah. But it, it was it was getting to the point in this. And I, usually this is a very forgivable thing for me because I understand that like you want to keep the people in the movie or whatever like that. But, you know, in a real situation like this, you just you, you, know, you close your laptop. Turn the lights on, blow out the candle, close the laptop. You're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Throw on some Miley Cyrus. No ghosts attack. No, not ghosts attack during Miley Cyrus. They they really could have taken that a little bit further because I think that the general idea there is that's not going to help them in this instance. Well, but right. The one the one time someone tries to run outside, they're immediately pulled back by an unseen force th- that is not a ghost. Yeah, Gemma th- does run outside. She runs the other apartment. Yeah, and well, and that's just confusing she, as fuck. The one person, okay, yeah, she's just allowed to leave. Fuck it, whatever. The, the 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 other problem here is, and maybe this is just our friend group, but Mark, if we were on a Zoom call, for instance, and you were sitting in a chair that got yanked back by a seemingly unseen force, I would immediately demand a full video tour of that entire hallway. <laughs> I'm like, I'm severely concussed, bleeding on the floor, <laughs> and you're like, no, hold it up. I need 4K slow motion footage. I need to see all of this, or. To the point that I believe it's a ghost. If I believe there's a haunting, it'd be like, cool, fuck this. Hey, guess what? Fuck this. I'm turning the lights back on immediately. They don't turn the lights on at all. That's true. Well, the power gets cut, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. It's a demon. (laughs) It's a not ghost. The last last thing I had written down for uh, Does Wrong here, while we're all just sort of like saying pithy one-liners is um the effects on some of the jump scares are i mean obviously hard to accomplish when you're mailing snail mailing boxes of like halloween costumes to people and having their significant others dress up and jump out of nowhere at them yeah but they look pretty cheesy oh (laughs) what um what was like Give me exa- example me give <laughs> well, me the instances. this is one of the, the outro of the movie the last thing that the happens in the movie scare? yeah I, I mean, mean there's a couple of costume. those 
It's someone in a costume. I don't know. The one with I Teddy, think there's three distinct ones where people jump at the screen. The the one with Teddy, but I no the purple. I actually one. really like the one with Teddy. The one with Teddy's the, a very good jump. That's the purple white eyed wrinkle demon, one. and I liked that one a lot. Yeah, comes in like from the top. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, when he's climbing the stairs, the one when he's climbing the stairs, yeah. and that's the first time you actually see like a physical thing. I wasn't I like expecting that a lot. It. I wasn't expecting. I it. know. I agree. I agree totally. I think that one is a very well executed jump scare. And then there's two following that where they kind of just do the same thing. And that's, well, and that's the end of the movie is also kind of like the typical thing where it's like end your movie on a thing lunging at the camera is horse shit. Yeah, stop doing that. All movies um, ever. So yeah, that I mean, yeah, you gotta have an ending. See, now I'm defending it, even though it was the thing that I brought up. Is what the, <laughs> Shut up, you guys. I hate you. <laughs> Fucking Jedi mind trick bullshit. Uh, the one that uh. was the worst for me was uh, Redina, her boyfriend. Or is it Redina? <laughs> it depends on if you're from Canada. <laughs> Redina. <laughs> her boyfriend Radna. falling down from the crawl space or wherever he was, <laughs> just flopping down from the ceiling like just a sack sad. of potatoes. I don't think he was in a crawl space. I think he was just hiding on the ceiling yeah. for a while. I mean, that was very clearly just something they actually dropped and then like motion tracked a CGI black blob onto in the vague shape of a human person. That one how looked rough. High, how high do you think your ceilings would have to be for you to not notice a person lying on a, on your ceiling? How drunk am I? Average. They what were they? Hold on, let's do a thought experiment though for a second. <laughs> they were probably like I think I saw them do three shots in this movie, and then this is like forty five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They do they they do front load the shots every time she says astral plane. So I think that you know the uh, probably drunk, not obliterated, Jack. Okay. Uh I mean. I think I would notice my somebody on my ceilings here, so they have to be. But I think actually higher ceilings makes you more likely to notice because I tend to look no, up more. No, disagree. Based at least on the apartment situation that I had when I was living in New England, because I had like that that old mill building that had like the fucking twelve foot high ceilings and it had cross beams. Someone could have hidden up against one of those. Okay, I well, frequently looked it up within reason. Like, like I've got, I've, I can see a sh- distressingly small amount of my overall ceiling. I've got, like, so the the fan theory here is that the demon had hidden him behind a rafter or something like that. Fan theory in this tiny yeah. ass apartment with eight foot high ceilings. You could have exposed eight foot. It's probably not eight foot. It could be twelve. No, this was eight. This was a tiny apartment. Mm. It looks pretty pretty tall, Jack. I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if they had ten or twelve foot. I would, which is to say three or four meters. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. I'd like to convert things. Mark, blow the fucking to, whistle. Can we go to Nipix? Yeah, blow please? the whistle. <laughs> well, we talked about a lot of mine. Walking around with the computer away from the people is was a big one for me. Um, talked about that one already, though. Uh, I'm a little confused why there's a Geiger counter sound effect. It's like the main thing that this oh, demon pulls. No, 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 no. That's up, the cell phone interference counter. sound effect. It's Is it? Because I'm pretty sure it's also just a Geiger counter. No, 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 no. That is a that is like a That's breaking news. Yeah, you're just doing breaking news. No, Mark, there's like a mid I took it as Well now you're just doing William Tell. It's neither of those. There is a very specific sound that cell phones of the mid two thousands made when you put them next to computer speakers. There's a Oh, I am aware of that. That's not what the sound is. That is absolutely what the sound was. I don't even recall the sound, so we're all over the goddamn place. Yeah, you got you got like some weird electromagnetic interference when you were receiving a call. It was kind of cool. It made you feel like you had a superpower because you could predict when you were about to when your phone was about to ring. Yeah, 
It was awesome. There's actually, actually, pretty sure there's a Keenan and Kel episode about this. <laughs> what? Keenan and Kel existed yeah. at the same time as cell phones? Uh, the, well, the, you, I think wireless phones would have it too, and it was still a landline, but you could like pull it off the base. This is Maybe all I'm misremembering, to me. but there this was, is all there was an episode where Kel. There, there was an episode where everyone thought Kel was psychic. Um, and that was one of the things was he knew the phone was going to ring before it rang. Nice. I like to try to convince yeah. myself I'm psychic because my music will have like a couple of little skips in it right before I'm getting a call, but it's only when I have headphones in. So the only one I can impress with it is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, bud. Self-love. I am constantly impressed by myself. Just flabbergasted, frankly. I'm also, maybe this is something that I should have escalated. It does wrong as far as like the writing goes, but the opening scene of this movie implies to me that she connected with this ghost long before the seance Mark. actually started. Yeah. <laughs> this not ghost. Jake, Jesus there are ghosts Christ. in the movie. Well, so there actually, no, there are discussions of prior spirits or ghosts. In this movie, there are spirits no Spirits or ghosts. They're still not ghosts to him. No, no, no. In this movie, though, they only get demoned. <laughs> they get demoned? <laughs> Be careful. You're going to get demoned. Yeah. Yeah, but in any case, they specifically open up with like this weird thing happening in the background that specifically happens again at the end of the movie. All of this happens prior to the seance. They hadn't even so I think she's just haunted by a demon. Yeah, and and happened to call a psychic. But also, is the if you if Mark, even if you don't notice that the like face front message of this movie is don't make fun of psychics, don't make fun of mediums, media. No, Me- sure. mediocrities. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is it that? Is it don't? Is it don't play? I, it's kind of just like a don't play with fire type movie. Well, also, I mean, if I this know. was, a there possible- is actually a very good. There is actually a very good lesson here, which is don't make up friends from your childhood that killed themselves for sympathy from a random well, internet stranger. We're yeah, also in the lesson. problem we have with a lot of these paranormal movies, where this medium knows everything about what's going on, knew precisely what happened to summon this demon. And if that was a possibility that the medium actually believed in, she <laughs> fucked up the instructions to this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> best case best case scenario, you know, you have like a fun so, little hour-long conversation with your buds. Worst case scenario, everybody dies horribly. I swear horribly to God, if one of you snickers or takes a secret shot, you're going to get so fucking killed by a demon. <laughs> all right, here's the deal. Fan theory time. Okay. They all they all pissed off. They were all bullies to Salem as a kid, and she knew exactly what was going to happen, and now she's getting back. Here's the deal. She shit her pants. They Here's made her the shit deal. Her pants. You were talking about you were talking about how you were seeing shit happening like even before the seance, right? Uh-huh. So here's the thing. Not it's not like she's in danger being haunted by a demon so much as think about it as kind of like a I don't know, it follows type situation. But what she constantly has to do is keep getting these people as like <laughs> an, an outlet for the. <laughs> so demon. it doesn't kill her. She's sacrificing I mean, them on the altar. Fuck, maybe maybe it's yeah, basically, and that's like the way to keep it going. Like, well, that explains a few more of my nit hosts because too, her next venture. I mean, she's American and they're British, man. She is unprofessional. Because when she disconnects from the call, what? she doesn't call them. She, she waits like eleven minutes for them to call her back. Oh, dude, I'm not talking. Yeah, she about didn't her. even send a text. She's just, oh yeah, t- my internet died. I'm I thought we were done. The medium. I'm not talking about the medium. Oh, you're talking, you're about, talking the, about the Gemma? girl who, who believes are you Haley. About? Haley. 
Oh, you're saying Haley has to feed her friends to the demon? Well, air quotes on the friends, bud. Well, she, she did a bad job then because she still different... died. She succeeded at her task. Yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. know that. You don't know that because Gemma was there. Maybe it just got Gemma, and then she was like, high five, bitch. <laughs> Except Sorry, I just said She it. didn't high five because they would have high, high five. <laughs> and then they went on to host two, and you'll see. Yeah, Jack, Jack can you please bleep that? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need you to. <laughs> I don't want that type of crass language being heard yeah, on this sorry. podcast. <laughs> uh, for a movie that like is so precise with how Zoom actually looks, there's a lot of stuff that they fuck up on. Like where there's when people are actually muted and intentionally muted, there's no indication they're muted on screen, even though Zoom very clearly shows you when somebody mutes themselves. I thought there was. There's a little red thing. Not in every Isn't time there? somebody was muted. Not specifically Jesus, dude, when really? Tyler was muted or whatever the fuck his name was. Who's Tyler? I don't know. What's a Jed? Oh, Ted. Bilbo. I don't know. <laughs> it's either Tyler or Jed, oh. and there's no in between. I don't know what his name was, dude. Teddy. It was Teddy. It's okay, Teddy. Teddy was the one. Yeah. Teddy I, I, was the one. I would have loved if <laughs> after the credits, um, it, there was someone pulled up like a Yelp review. And provided a Yelp review of, of Sayland services and was just like, yeah, received food in the middle, uh, unleashed a demon on the planet, Didn't and call also me back. just pieced out like <laughs> three minutes in. Uh, two out of five stars. Would not recommend. <laughs> yeah, dude. That would have been awesome, actually. <laughs> nice little Easter egg at the end there. Yeah, exactly. Post-trailer sequence. <laughs> Uh, for another thing that this movie does that's a little bit loose is, so they do keep track, and I was, I was, I was... Trying to, I was trying to figure out whether or not this was going to be a nitpick or just what the movie does wrong. Um, but they do bring back Radina's boyfriend about halfway through, and obviously he falls from the rafters as we've already discussed. But what about Caroline's dad? Caroline's in a house with people. Yep. That they go out of their way She's to introduce, and he's like cooking dinner constantly. Yeah, a foot away, and he's just like, "All right, it's cool." Oh, dude, he's definitely dead already. I'm sure he is, but it's just a wasted opportunity for one other scare that could happen. So you think, yeah, or you think they should have implemented it. How how great would this have been? So for you know, you have like five different shots of her banging her head on her keyboard, yeah. and then just like once his head's also just there. Now there's just two of them. <laughs> okay, well we're talking about Caroline. Like okay, okay. <laughs> what the fuck is with that zoom background of her ambling across her own bedroom in her pajamas to her dresser? What the fuck? I like it. Why? I kind of want to do you, that now. Have you not seen people? Okay, that's a th- like I have seen people who have made their Zoom backgrounds like themselves, so they have like a group of themselves as their background. That that's a thing. I think it's just playing what, on that. What do you mean a group it's just playing of on that thing that people are doing? I, it's like it's like I, the boredom pandemic thing where people have made their Zoom backgrounds wonky. Things. I've seen Zoom backgrounds of somebody like moving every eight seconds or something so that they could just walk away from their computer during a meeting and you think they're still there. Uh-huh. I've yeah. never seen somebody make a zoom background of them doing the same six second loop over and over and you've over never again. seen like the background. That's like the party of yourselves. Hers wasn't like perfect. That's what hers, It wasn't a party of herself. It was just, no, it was her doing a thing. Yeah. But still, it's that's the con. Okay, you're so you're saying that it should have been a better implemented. Maybe she's not very. She good did artist. a bad job. Yeah, it out. she did. I have it was a problem with the time. character. She's wow. on a Zoom call this with her. Seems very harsh. I thought it was clever. She's on a Zoom call with her friends. Jack, it doesn't have to be fucking perfect. Hey, when I have a fake Zoom background of me meeting, you better bet you're gonna see my dick towards the end of it. Yeah, you didn't. Okay, you there was no dick in her background. 
I think or it's a nitpick. So I, th- I that's a great like doomsday switch thing for making sure that you stay in your seat when you're at a meeting. Like have yourself. Have a have your background be a picture of yourself like hanging dong, but it's like dead in the center of the screen, <laughs> so that if you ever get up from your desk while you're on a while you're on a chat with your boss or something like that, he can see your dong. <laughs> Why are you advocating for staying at your desk? Well, I because I am a hard worker. Oh my god, you're advocating for staying at your desk and also getting fired. <laughs> And prosecuted, <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Look, if you're going to work for a place, fucking work for Mark, a place. And then if you're going to get you're fired, your own then worst cool. enemy. You're working hard, not, not, not smart, bud. <laughs> uh, well, I'm doing neither. I think you'll find. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Can we oh, go to ratings? Are care. we done? I don't care. Uh, the last thing I have is that the, the time codes on the Zoom call for a movie that ostensibly starts with the start of the Zoom call. When it says 40 minutes have elapsed, 40 minutes better have goddamn elapsed, not 45 minutes and 23 seconds. Oh, the 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 demons dilate time. Fuck you. Let's go to ratings. I did I did actually I completely since watching this forgotten about like the the uh your meeting will end in 10 minutes or whatever and then it ends at that point in time. It's like a little too I don't know, perfect with the jump scary thing, but like that's kind of cool but yeah it's a cool, i don't hate the concept the demons are troglodytes i don't hate the concept demons i know hate damn that they, well when a zoom meeting ends i hate that they again didn't do they didn't follow it through such that the 40 minute mark of the zoom call lined up with the 40 minute mark of the movie i don't even remember that part i just remember the part where i was like your meeting is going to end in that's 10 the minutes part that's the part the 40 version of zoom yeah 40 minutes have elapsed your meeting's going to end in 10 minutes and it wasn't 40 minutes into the movie it was 45 minutes and 23 seconds into the movie but then the movie ended 10 minutes later. Yes, at 55 minutes and 23 seconds. Sure. Just fucking follow it all the way through. Last nitpick I have is almost even what it does wrong. <laughs> she puts her mask on like a goddamned moron under the nose and then runs out of her house with her mask under her nose like it's not even fucking on. Idiot. I don't uh, even I mean, remember this occurring. Is this Gemma who we're following? It's or? Gemma, yeah. Gemma, when she first put- look, yeah, don't wear wear your wear your mask like a normal human being over your mouth and your nose at the same time. But in an emergency situation, I mean, whatever. Don't then just don't put it on. Then you have to. Have sprint. you all- fair? That's probably fair. <laughs> I feel like it's more normal to see people wearing masks with it not covering their nose than it is with people That's wearing it. That's more normal 100%. and much I more I have stupid. been to the grocery store in the last day. Yes, that happened to me when I was this buying a pe- beer. This is a people problem. If anything, that's something the movie does right because it's actively calling that out, and she's obviously meant to be that character. She's very stupid. Let's go to ratings. Yeah, it's a party in the USA. We over at Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Kyle, who'd write Benjil's Calls. Benjil's is over there making the worst calls. And for ten, think of how Eleanor rated how much shellfish they have in heaven. Whatever. It's freaking heaven. I'm sure they have plenty of shellfish. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your emergency pick. What's your emergency rating? My emergency story rating is a five. It's simple. I think I gave it a little bit yeah, of a tilt up because, because of the specificity that this took towards the time. Like, if you ask me to watch this again in a few years, I will do it, A, and then I'll give it a different story rating because I'm guessing that it might hit me a little differently if I'm not in the middle of a s- pandemic where I'm constantly on Zoom calls. 
But I think that that's an implement that is well used, and I don't know where else to put it other than story, because it is the mechanism by which the story is delivered. Okay, Mark, how about you? What's your story rating? I also gave it a five, and my justification was based more on why it shouldn't be higher than why it shouldn't be lower. I think this is simple. It's simple. Yeah, it's simple. Kind of right down the middle. It's a means to an end. And as you pointed out, uh, I initially disagreed with you earlier, Jack, but I think it was now that I think about it, that was actually a very good take that this is just a series of vignettes of cool digital internet horror stuff. So it does that. (laughs) And the connective (laughs) tissue between it is sparse. I gave it a three for story. I think this this movie is not one that I think you could call written. Um, it's like, there's no, there is no, there is no story. There is a situation and there are scenes there. No, no character has an arc. No story occurs. This isn't. So I, I (laughs) want to read your overall, like your, your Roger Ebert esque review of this movie. There are characters. There are scenes. Things happen. There is a story. I don't know why you hate Roger Ebert so Three out of five. I don't know why you hate Roger Ebert so much. Because he sucks. <laughs> he's wrong about most things. I hate Roger Ebert because he doesn't appreciate the entertainment value of film and he only cares about the art value of film. I think you're dead wrong about that. Have you seen the movie he made? I also I also have a long-running disagreement with the man about what... He is one of the old-school people who refuse to take video games seriously as a medium of art, which is a fucking bad take. Anyways, we'll move on from there. <laughs> okay, it's going to take us in a world-building immersion. Jake, what is your world-building immersion score? Wow. Uh, as I think Mark kind of transitioned us into this category well because he was talking about how it is just that sequence of vignettes that don't they don't really have to be written that well together. I mean that was that was Jack's point originally. I'll just I know, but then you okay. just mentioned it and that's what I'm saying is you transitioned as well. Uh, cool. And so like the I, credit goes to me. Credit goes to me, accolades. In this it. instance, yep. Uh like I said earlier though, this is a fun house ride and a sub one hour fun house ride is something I can get on board with. I was immersed in this movie. The world is what it is. People are living in quarantine. I'm interested to see how that ages, but I think that this was pretty immersive for what it was. I gave it a seven. Mark, how about you? Good for you. I have a. I'm just gonna real quick check what I gave Unfriended. Okay, uh, for host, I gave Unfriended a nine. I'm giving this an eight and a half, which I wrote down without looking at my Unfriended ratings. This movie, this type of movie, is tailor made for me. And actually, if you go back and listen to, uh. Uh, the eight, the horror release roundup from last episode. I talked about how I was excited for the movie Spree, which was about it, it, it's, it's, it's a film captured through social media and told through like these you know people's cell phones and shit happening online. I think that type of delivery mechanism is super intriguing, and I very much like to lean into that type of stuff. This is whatever. This is right up my alley. I gave it an eight and a half. I was heavily immersed in this, and bonus points for the in-world credits. Yeah, I give it yeah, an eight. Cool. Uh, I give it an eight. Uh, this is where Jake for this is where I put the doing it during COVID stuff and having all that rope into it. I think that's all world building. That's all the world doing it during building. COVID. Uh, um, uh, I think they did a really good job of that. I think this is a tight movie. It's immersive as hell. I love this kind of series of vignettes format, even though I don't think it's particularly well written. It's well executed, mm-hmm. and I like it. So it's an it's an eight. That makes sense. Yeah. A, yeah, they build like a good it. world and they immerse you in it. Uh, it's gonna take us into scare. Factor, Jake. Real quick, important question. Do you guys think there's a bumper sticker out there somewhere that says...
probably. <laughs> okay, cool. Jake, now you. No, important side note. Bleep that out, and then let's make one. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I probably uh, will bleep it I out. Gave this a si- I gave this a six for Scare Factor. I, this, this movie, it hits you like a funhouse, but that doesn't mean you don't get some good like jolts out of it. Um, I think that it does a lot right. It also does a lot that we've seen before, which keeps it from being at the very top of the list, but I, it's... I, I have no complaints with how this hit me from a scare factor standpoint. Not high, but it's definitely not below average. Did you say a number? I said six at the very start. Oh, okay. I was not listening. No <laughs> Mark, shit. Mark. I was laughing. You. I was laughing at my own joke. Yep, that sounds right. How about you, Mark? <laughs> What'd you give it? I gave it a seven. Again, I think this this goes hand in hand with a little bit of how immersed you are in it, and I yeah. was yeah. sucked into this thing. There are two very effective things in this. Like I said earlier, I think the initial jump scare you get with Teddy of the first time you actually see a physical manifestation of a demon, like poke its head on the screen. That shit yep. is a very effective and earned jump scare. Yep. And the other thing is and I can't really believe we haven't seen this realized in a more like full fashion before this was the the facial recognition, just putting a floating face in the middle of your room. That was fantastic. That's fucking awesome. Yep. That'll yeah, haunt cool. some people. And this movie itself as a whole is also just, it's a good roller coaster of a ghost movie. This is definitely scarier than average. I'm going yeah. seven. Yeah, I get- scary, but still fun. Like it, I, it, It's I fun know, scary. Yeah, it's, it's fun scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gave it a six. I completely agree with you guys. The other thing I'll say is this is a movie that after the very first thing happens, you are looking at all of the screens to look for any other weird thing that's happening. You are like glued looking at dart your eyes yeah. darting around looking for anomalies going on in any of the screens and a movie that can do that gets you pretty good with the scares. Uh, it's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake. Five. I went, I had a hard time going lower than this. I, wanted to because there was so much time where I was conscious of the fact that they were shaking their various computers or whatnot a lot. But I keep going back to the fact that this is a an interesting piece of work, right? Like, you do have some Halloween costumes Real being thrown on significant others. You do have people pulling on people on chairs with strings. And that's fucking great. Like, so I love good. that shit. It's okay to have a little DIYness to it, and I don't think that it looks that bad. They know when they should hide it for the most part. They execute pretty well. It's not a high score, but this is by no means dog shit. Mark, how about you? I'm kind of in the same boat, except I put it a little bit higher, enough to get it to average instead of below average, like Jake landed. I gave it a five and a half. Okay. I don't really have much to add here. I think they must have had a lot of fun to, to do this, but I mean, ultimately, it's a lot of judicious like thereof. The most effects you really see are some folks hunkering around in uh, Halloween costumes, but other than that, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of CG. I mean, the, the zoom effects are great, but relatively easy to achieve through editing, and then it's laudable that they do have, you know, loved ones pulling chairs around rooms and stuff, but those effects are pretty few and far between. Yeah, I give yeah. it a five. Um, not not a whole lot to add here. I don't think that their lack thereof, effects-wise, is particularly judicious. I think that when they can't show you it, they shake things wildly and turn all the that lights off. That was a confusing sentence. So, uh, <laughs> their lack though. thereof was not judicious. Yeah. He didn't say officious this time. We haven't had that in a while. <laughs> We're going to. I'm getting so sweaty. Let's go to overall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I guess that's... Fuck, I was first. Um, okay. This is... I'm, I'm actually... I Before I give my score, I want to say that I'm happy with how this is going because one of the first things I thought of was that 
this would be a Mark Wheelhouse pick, and it is feeling like that was the case, considering yep. the difference between this our is scores. This my bailiwick. Um, that being said, I want to acknowledge that the score that I'm giving this for overall is there is a tilt up here. Something about the way this all came together hit me really the right way. I gave this a seven and a half. That's higher Woo! than any of my individual scores. I think this movie was really fun. It was like it, it was what it needed to be. Like there's sometimes that you get a package that's just like the right amount of what it is. It's not trying to do something different. It's not fucking Ben Hur. It just is a fun ride, and that's what this was. I really appreciate that, and I think that while I might watch this a few years from now and be like. Mm, didn't age as well as it could have, or like this was weird. Super interesting movie. I think I like this more than Unfriended personally, but uh, you know, I could see they're they're kind of doing a pod. Mark, how about you? Uh, Jake, say your score one more time, just in case a listener was looking at their phone because they got a text message right when you said your actual. So score. yeah, if the listener was <laughs> looking at their, if the listener was looking at their phone, which they're probably listening to this on, I gave it a seven and a half, which is a tilt oh, up. Seven and a half. Okay. Uh, that, that's, I mean, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat. I, this is my wheelhouse, but I ended up giving it a seven, which is exactly the same score I gave Unfriended overall. Um, I do think Unfriended is a slightly better movie. It's more cohesive from a story standpoint, but this thing is also just, it, it is, it can be separated in its own way in that it is this sort of short burst of entertainment, whereas Unfriended is kind of a longer, more, uh, determined march. Um, I, whatever. I think they're in a very similar bucket. I enjoy both of them immensely. I don't think they need to compete with each other as this space is still very sparsely populated. Um, I Whatever. Seven. I like this movie a have, lot. I'm glad you pivoted. Have you seen Friend Request? Even though we're still going to review the other one. Have you seen Friend Request? Oh, no. I don't think okay. so. Maybe you need to. I, I thought that was like the Facebook version. I don't know. Fuck if I know. But that's set in the real world. Is it? That's the okay. one where the... Yeah. I thought there was still some found there footage. There is. Okay, so the no, that's one mind. where they jump back and forth indiscriminately. Oh, okay. Don't... Never mind. Maybe Jack. I have to watch it. Uh, I give this movie a six overall. I think this is a delightful movie. I appreciate everything it is. I love a movie that's confident enough to be like, here's what we got. It's 56 minutes long. That's what it is. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I do think Unfriended is a better film overall, but this movie deserves a lot of credit for what it mm-hmm. is and how it did it. Uh, it's a six for me. Now we should yep. probably oh thumbs up thumbs down it's a thumbs up for me it's a short watch it's easy to you know get into yeah yeah easy yeah this is up. this is a fun one because I have literally already recommended this to people so it's definitely there you a go nice. fucking perfect nice, nice. now yeah. we have to get out of here because even with the extra long rocking horror world segment we have talked about this movie for longer than the runtime of this movie yep yeah just about right that tracks. That's a bunch of additional content that we're bringing you. You know, we double the enjoyment you get out of movies when you think about it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get out of here. This has been episode 194 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to AtoZHorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All the links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We are currently continuing to put all Patreon proceeds to a worthy cause. Currently, that is Feeding America. If you put in the money right now, you get the same great benefits that any like you would anyway, but you'll know your money's going to somewhere that needs it. That's a good thing. 
and we're going to keep doing that for the foreseeable future. As always, the music's been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to be coming at you with another movie from 2020. It's rare that we do this, but trust us, we need to do it. It is The Invisible Man, and that's coming at you from one week from now, I guess, in one week from now. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Oh, I like Cheeky. I'm all about cheeks, you know what I mean?